0: Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Say amen when you go. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from the Acashic road, and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and uh, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now one more time. Lord, I pray you will set me aside, you as an empty vessel, open the hearts of all of us that you will speak life Challenge us tonight and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. And all the men said, Amen. "Amen." That word "go after" means to follow or get behind. What does it mean? Follow. follow. Get See, this is a story about our great, 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 great grandparents. Are you with me? And how God kept His word with them, and also to us. And I believe our journey in Victory Outreach has a lot of parallels to the story we're about to study. Are you with me? Because it's also a story of our founders, Pastor Sonny, We read in Treasures Out of Darkness that he was separated by God. Remember, he went to the Acacia Grove Hotel. I kind of made that up. But he went to fast and pray. He went to fast and pray, and get a hold of God, and say. Where are you leading me, God? Where are you leading me? Because he was busy doing evangelistic efforts and crusades with Nicky Cruz. But he knew that God had more for him. Are you with me? Yeah. And God separated him during that encounter. During that encounter, God told him to step out in faith to the promise that would be the legacy of victory Albion. Yeah. Because God had a plan for you and I. Set out from your place and go after it. Get behind the plan of God. And what I want you to know tonight, that God has a plan for you. You just got to get behind God and run with it. Are you with me? See, our founders saw where God was going. And they got behind God and they never looked back. They never looked back. No matter how hard it got, how tough it got, they never looked back. And that's the kind of people we need to raise up in this day and hour. Men, I said men. Men. You guys with me tonight, right? Amen. Men that are gonna get behind God and follow the plan and purpose and the promise that God has for our ministry. Uh-huh. Our elder, founder, Pastor Steve, and his wife, Sister Josie, came all the way from L.A., with a little on, at the time, in 1981 they went they got behind the plan of God not even knowing anything about Haywood because I don't even think it was on the map back then it was all trees and groves it was crazy but then in 1993 who else but Pastor Steve would go with two phone numbers to another country where he doesn't know anybody And that's how the Philippines got started. And I happen to know that only one of the numbers worked. And he still went. Because why? He was a man of faith. Pastor Ed Morales, who went on to be with the Lord as well, he came to San Jose in 1979. Do you know the way? He came. Elder Pastor David Martinez is also on this flyer in 1999. Over 60 years old, he went pioneering in Sydney, Australia. You're never too old to get behind the plan of God. It doesn't matter how young, how old you are, get behind the plan of God. See, these generals, they follow the plan of God and they never look back. See, this is a true story. It's not a myth, it's not a fancy story. Everything is true. See there were memorials that were built to keep the exploits of God in the mind of the children so they could keep the story alive. Are you with me? It was a historical event about the promised land. It's just like our legacy. It's a a historical event that took place that we're gonna check out. The Bible says that two and a half of the tribes of Israel Gad and Reuben and the half tribe of Vanessa had decided not to cross the Jordan. Some that was with our ministry in the beginning decided not to cross over. My question to you, are you gonna cross over into the promise? Are you gonna take this legacy to the next level? Because everything that happened in the past is for you and I today. See, the Israelites, they made a deal with Moses that they would fight for their brothers even when they crossed over to the Jordan. Now it was time to go on the other side and fight the giants and the Canaanites and all those ites. But there was a major problem. They couldn't cross because of the flood. The river was at flood stage. Are you guys with me? Yeah, yeah. I don't believe they were happy about that. I don't believe they were at all. One of our scriptures, Isaiah 45, 2 and 3, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will, go, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by name, am the God of Israel. How many red treasures out of darkness? did you know Pastor Sonny and Julie was not too happy about opening up a, a church and a home for drug addicts? Uh-huh. It had never been done. It was the first. <clears throat> and they were even questioning the, the call of God, the promise of God. But see, it was God's plan. It was God's vision, it was God's promise. Yeah. God, uh, many times when he, he, God's not in the box. Our problem is we try to put God in a box. He will tell you to do things that don't make sense. That's the way God moves, that's the way he rolls. See, God was the one that promised that we would grow with this vision. See, God wanted them to walk straight through the flood. That's what he wanted. And to accomplish this, he would take a miracle. Everything that God calls us to do is gonna take a miracle. See, our founders knew that. Our our generals of the past, they knew that. That whenever they stepped out to take a city, the the devil wasn't gonna play dead. There wasn't gonna be people standing there with tithing envelopes, if you know what I'm saying. They were gonna have to fight for everything that they got one step at a time. But see, this Jordan River crossing was a lesson. How would they be able to cross it? It's estimated that there was around three million people, plus they had animals, they had all this other stuff. Are you with me? See, this is a story of a people that were considered not a people. They were slaves, they were considered not a people. They were considered the least of the least. They were considered to never amount to anything. They were a people in bondage. Can anybody relate to that? These were a people that could never be free. Once an addict, always an addict. See, at this point, Israel entered upon a new stage in their history. And see, when Pastor Sonny and Julie crossed over to Eliso Village to start the ministry, this was the start of a movement that would change the world. They didn't know it at the time. They were being obedient to God. They were taking that step of faith. But they had no idea way back then, almost 50 years ago, that this would turn into a worldwide movement. See, that is the promise. That is the legacy. That's what we're stepping into. See, this is where our memorial stones began. Right there in Eliso Village in the ghetto. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you guys with me tonight? It's time to get excited for our, our, our past. Yeah. See, if we don't know our past, we don't know where we're going. That's right. See, this is where God began to do great exploits. Yeah. This is where it started. How many of you ever seen the little place, the little ghetto area? Remember they had the tour one time for a conference. It took us around. But I had a special tour with his mom, because you know all the history. So he we went and we seen that little ghetto apartment. It was nothing but a great movement of God started. would started in a garage. In a garage, despise not small beginnings. Are you with me? Now let's look at portions of Joshua chapter four and the memorials. In verse two, it says, Take for yourselves 12 men. very men and I? Yeah. From the people and one man from every tribe. See, the men had been selected beforehand in Joshua 3.12. So they were ready. Are you guys I'm really awake here? Yeah. They were what? Ready. Ready, ready. Are you guys ready? Yeah. See, they were selected. They were ready. So when the answer the call came, they were ready to go. They were ready to pick up and say, okay, here I am. I'm ready to do whatever it takes to make sure that this vision, this promise is inhabited. Amen. See, they would camp at a place called Gilgal. It's halfway between Jordan and Jericho. It would be a couple of miles for each one of them to walk. And they all had to carry a stone. Not a little stone. A big stone. Some of you are thinking stone again. yeah. I don't know if you ever tried to pick up a stone. They're heavy. They're dense. But they're heavy. It was going to be a hard task. Very difficult. How many you know it takes a lot of hard work to do ministry? It takes a lot of sacrifice to do ministry. It takes everything that you are, all that you become. Pastor Steve, you say ministry, you take a lead it or leave it? leave it, because it takes work. It was hard for them to carry a stone two miles. Hello, yeah. we don't even like to walk two miles. Yeah. Well, we're no stones. Yeah. So if you can't walk two miles, you ain't got none. It. It's all you right? Yeah. Oh what did you say? I don't know where your mind's at. <laughs> See, these men, they waited until the right time. They waited until Joshua gave the command to move forward. They didn't go ahead. They didn't lag back. They did it right on command. Joshua 4.4 says, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed for the children of Israel, one for every tribe. If you're taking notes, my first point is remembering our history. That this may be a sign in verse 6 among you when your children ask in time to come. See, this shows Israel being led by God's word and of the Lord's granting success to the obedience of that word. See, if we're not obedient to the word, there won't be success. See, that monument of stones was to signify that Israel had not crossed on their own ability. Are you with me? And when you look at everything that's been taking place in our ministries because of the miracle-working power of God. And it represented to the Israelites that they had passed through the river's bed with dry feet. See, remember, it was not wet, it was dry. See, if it was wet, they would have never been able to cross. I don't know if you ever walked in the mud, if you ever walked in the mud Could you imagine a riverbed Muddy <laughs> You would sink in deep Could you imagine trying to get Three million people across that It wouldn't work You couldn't do it That's why God had to do a miracle Are you with me Because remember they had animals Equipment, they had all kinds of stuff See our ministry Came from humble beginnings To a worldwide movement Remember where we began. Never forget God's faithfulness. Never forget God's provision. <laughs> see, if we don't know our history, we will miss our promise. We will miss our future. That's why it's important we know our roots. Know your roots. Because, see, if you're here today and you have not read Treasures Out of Darkness, you need to read that. I read it once a year whether I need to or not. So I keep fresh with it. Because that's my heritage. That's my lineage. That's who I am. If I don't keep that in focus, then I'll lose focus on the future that God has. Are you with me? Amen. See, it wasn't only assigned to Israel, it was assigned to all nations. He was assigned to his covenant for his people. Each stone re- represented one of the tribes of Israel. Now where God has brought victory out of each international is assigned to all the nations of the world Amen. of God's faithfulness. Amen. You better believe it. You know, Pastor Steve used to use an illustration, we're like a turtle on a fence. You don't know how we got there, but we're there. Well, we know God put us there. Amen? Cause people around, you know, cause I've been in the Philippines for 18 years, I was there, they don't understand our ministry. They don't understand our vision, but they go, whoa. You know, when we first opened our home in and some of you guys know Pasay, drug capital of that area. You know, all the cops are crooked, everybody's crooked. And, you know, the cops would jack us up. They'd come and say, hey, man, do you got going here? You guys dealing drugs? No, you are. We're not dealing drugs. What are all these drug addicts in your house for? They're not drug addicts anymore. What do you mean they're not drug addicts anymore? They're saved, they're sanctified, they're set free. God's doing something in their life. They don't understand that. I found out later, the cops came over. They wanted to get a cut. They wanted a hookup. It's really, pretty, you know what the cops do? They do salvaging to drug addicts. What that means is they take them in a field and shoot them, right? You know. That's what they do. They just kill them. That's their form of (coughs) See, the people don't, it's a sign to the nations. Look what's taking place now all around the world. That's only the beginning. Could you imagine if every man in this room caught the vision every man in this room began to run with that vision every man in this room said you know what I'm giving laying down my life for God I'm willing to do whatever it takes I want to go where God sends me I want to do something for the Lord I want to give this vision to an unincorporated are you with me see Joshua was commanded to take these 12 men strong men who could carry a large stone on his shoulder. Men that were not afraid to work. Is this thing on here? (laughs) Sometimes we act like that's a dirty word. I mean, we'll work at our job, but what about working for God? I mean, if you, we all believe in the tithe? Yeah. Tithe is what? Could you imagine every man here tithe 10% of his time to God? No. At least. That's at the very least. It's the minimum God gave you that day 10 That's the minimum. You can use that 10% to hit the streets. You can use that 10% to save somebody's life. You can use that 10% to do something for God. You can make an impact in the world. Just by a tithe. Or you can really say, you know what, let me give God more. Mm-hmm. Hello, that's just the beginning. Yeah. And eventually you might lay down your life for Christ mm-hmm. like you laid down his life for you. Amen. See, two memorials were to be erected. One on the campsite of Gilgal on the western portion and in the middle of the Jordan River where the priests had stood. See, the act of the Jordan was fearful to Israel's enemies just like the crossing of the Red Sea See, when God moves in miracles, the devil gets scared. You need to understand that. See, sometimes we think we don't have the power. Let me tell you something, we all have the power. All you gotta do is believe. Are you saved? Everybody here saved? That means the Holy Spirit's in you. Amen. 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 Tap into him. Say, Lord. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm gonna pray for something they're gonna get healed. I'm gonna pray for something they're gonna get delivered. And it's gonna happen. See, the problem is we have that because we ask not. We're afraid to step out. We like to be comfortable. Oh, it's fun coming to church. Oh AJ plays so good, the music's so great. Yeah, I like that. The priest is powerful. That's just the beginning of it. It's about taking them to the street. Well, i was so the I went with Eric and the ladies on uh, Monday night. Yeah. Is it Monday night, Saturday. Saturday night. Tenderloin. It was, it was nice Monday night. See, when you get all that stuff out, <laughs> just saying. But we went to the Tenderloin, it was awesome. I mean, I ain't seen so many drug dealers and dope feeds in a long, long time. And we were like, wow, this is good. Man, I wish we had more men. Oh, um, uh, Because we got, we got to a place at the end where it got pretty bad. Me and Eric wanted to go. But then we had ladies with us, so we couldn't do it. I don't know, the ladies are tough. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They'll do it, but the men are supposed to ride it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are listening to me. Yeah. The men yeah. are supposed to take the lead. Oh. The women do it because we're not in our position. I hope the women will hear this. I'm not afraid of the devil. I'm afraid of my wife. And if you're smart, you will too. <laughs> See, when men of valor catch the heart of our founders and we step out in faith, we fulfill our purpose. That's when the enemy starts to shake and becomes afraid of you. You know why? One word, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. You can go anywhere in the world with what you get from this church. And you can apply it and you can make things happen. Amen. Secondly, obedience. For the priests who carried the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to speak to the people. The people passed over. There are things here that we want to look at. Number one, the obedience of the priest see these are the ones who occupied both a place of honor and a place of danger everybody say honor, honor. and danger honor. see as men in VO we stand in a place of honor and danger why because we go where others fear to tread we go there we that's why we go because we go to find those places where nobody else will go. That's what GEO is all about. Yeah. We go places where no one wants to go. Yeah. And it's an honor to do that for God's honor and glory. Amen. But it could be a place of danger. But that's where God called us to go. Are you with me? See, the priests were the ones that carried the ark. They carried the presence of God. And as the priests advanced to the middle of the river, they were first to enter, and they remained stationary for many hours. They were the first in and the last out. They were like the Marines. Come on, now. Yeah. Come on, Jimmy. Good. Good. That's what V.O. is all about. We're like Marines. We go to desolate cities and we stay there. We stay there. We stay there. That's what we do. See, they had to hold that ark until the millions of Israelites had crossed over. This was a test of their patience. How long could they hold that ark? How long would it take the Israelites to cross over? Let me give you some conservative estimate here. <coughs> Many people think it took a minimum of 10 hours. Yeah. 10 hours holding the arm. Huh. Now I have a little illustration for the Geronimals to help me with. Come on, Come on up here, brother. I got some chickweeds. <laughs> They're only 15 pounds. I'm just showing it to illustrate something. Hold it up like you're praising Jesus, bro. And I see how long you can do it. 15 pounds pounds these are the ones the girls live in a gym (laughs) but see this was a test remember there were several million israelites that crossed, and you know it was a mile to two miles between the flooded river yeah that's what they had to cross so it was going to take a while how tired do you think these priests got? Very. Yeah, they had to hold that thing. Yeah. They just stood there. Have you ever tried to stand in one place for 10 hours? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you're gonna, Marie, you are did that. Uh, yeah. Nobody else did. We don't do that <laughs> because it's crazy. They had to stand there holding the ark. You get tired now? Okay, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes. Until every Israelite Crossed over Just try standing there He's going to see But they were holding the presence of God The presence of God See when you hold the presence of God He gives you the strength to do See they couldn't have done it Without the presence of God We can't do anything Without the presence of God Are you with me? See, it was a place, the ark was the place where God lived. They went in first, they stayed to the end. First in, last out. It sounds like the patriarchs of our ministry. They were the first in, the last out. They kept fighting the good fight of faith. A little heavy now. Secondly, we see again how closely... to Joshua followed. He followed the orders that he had received from Moses. Do nothing without a divine command. In other words, obedience to God's word. How are you doing? We'll sure. <laughs> be shaking in about five minutes or less. Let me tell you, as ministers and V.O. We are required to be obedient to God's word. And before you say, Well, I'm not a minister, yes, you are. Every man sitting here tonight is a minister. Yeah. Every one of you are a minister. You don't need to have credentials. You are a minister. God gave you credentials. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you said, I am no longer living for myself, I am living for others. Yeah. You are a minister. Turn in your name and say you're a minister. shake now. the room I <laughs> lasted about five minutes, right? <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. That was good, though. for at least ten hours wow. holding the Ark of the Covenant. They didn't do it for themselves. They did it for the people of God. They did it for God. They did it because they wanted to see everybody go into their promise. Uh-huh. Yeah, Are you is. with me? Amen. See, we're ministers, every man. See, Moses received his commands from God. Joshua received his commands from Moses. The priests received their commands from Joshua. The people followed the lead of the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant. See, Pastor Sonny received his marching orders from God. Our elders received their marching orders from Pastor Sonny. Our regionals received our marching orders from the elders. Our pastors receive their marching orders from the regionals, and we receive our marching orders from our pastors. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. That's how we inherit the promise. By being obedient to our leaders. Amen. We follow them as they follow Christ. Because if we don't, if we cannot follow our leaders, how can we follow Christ? If you can't follow man who you see, how can you follow God you cannot see that's the way it is if you're rebelling here tonight stop it submit to your leadership I have no problem submitting to Pastor Stella at all at all he's my pastor he's my father now I have no problem and yes he could be my son But he's my dad. Whoa. That's heavy But see, that's how they crossed the flooded river. That's why the hearts of their enemies melted. Because they heard how God, how God, how God helped them across the river. Are you with me? See, our founders and elders, they stayed obedient to the call of God, even when hell was breaking loose. Man, our generals, man, all of our elders and the leaders that went before us, man, their ministries were taking fire. Right but they stood strong. Their families, now were taking fire, but they stood strong. Their finances took fire, but they stood strong. They stayed on the course. Amen. And they refused to look back. They refused to get diverted. They stayed focused on the promise. Amen. See, we follow our leaders as they follow Christ. Amen. Number three is trust. Trust. In verse 10, it says the people hurried and crossed over. That shows a perfect example of trust in connection to those who minister to them. It shows their trust of the ones who carried the ark until everybody crossed over. Because if they would have gave up, everybody would have died. Let me tell you something about ministry. It's life and death. It's not a game. It's not a show. It's life and death. If we give up our perf, our, our, our position, our post, people are going to die. You need to understand that. It's life and death. See, those who carried the ark understood that. They knew, man, if I quit, I, you know, I may be hurting, I may be shaking like a leaf. I, I, it's hard. But if I stop, people are going to die. People are going to die. See, they trusted that. The slower the movement of the people and the longer the priest would have to stay in the middle holding the heart. See the practical lesson for you and I is that God's people should trust the man of God that God has put in charge of your soul. Amen. How do you do that? By quickly responding to their instruction. Respond man. When a pastor says something sometimes I'm already moving before he's done. Huh. I know that bugs me. but I'm just used to "Eh, let's do this that's the way I roll I'm obedient you gotta be obedient you gotta be a servant if you're you're not gonna be a servant you'll never be a leader you'll never be a leader because those who can't serve can't eat and you support them in prayer you support them See, the Lord not only marks what we do, but how we do it. In 2 Chronicles 35 8, it says, And the leaders gave willingly to the people. Our founders put their lives and family on the shelf to help drug addicts. Right. Our generals, Pastor Stephen Joseph, put their lives on the shelf. Pastor Stephen had the word. Sly or (laughs) diapers. The he turned out a rag. Powerful man and God. See, our founders lived in the home for many years. People forget that. They did. They lived in the home. Amen? Amen. It's hard. It's hard. Because they love. They trust. The people trusted them. I was down there, I think it was 1993, or 94. I just came back from the Philippines and they were doing the building pledge for the People were giving up their houses because they trusted their leaders. Because they know who he is. Trust your leaders. Trust is the key. They gave willingly to support their people. And trust is a two-way street. Trust is one of the foundations They got them through. Number four, if you're taking notes, unity of vision. Verse 12, and the men of Reuben and the men of Gad and half tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel, as Moses had spoken to them. About 40,000 prepared for war, crossed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. And here in Joshua 4, we see that the two and a half tribes were ready to be a fighting force. And how God made all things work together for good for his people. See, the two and a half tribes would go and fight for their brothers, leaving their flocks, leaving their wives, and leaving their children. Did you hear what I just said? Only returning when their brothers inherited their promise. See, from the birth of V.O., we've always had a kingdom mentality. I'm gonna explain that. In the beginning, and even now, more in the beginning, we're trying to get there now, where different cities helped each other. They helped each other. There was no competition, because it was kingdom. There was no jealousy, because it was kingdom. There was no boundaries, because it was kingdom. There was a unity of vision. All we wanted to do was see Victory Outreach expand to the left and to the right so we can fulfill the promise of God for our ministry are you with me it didn't matter if you crossed the city line and all that stuff why because we're all in it together yeah. Amen. we're a family that's one of our values are you with me see they had that same mentality what about the women what about the children what about the grandparents that remained on the other side of Jordan what faith they must have had to keep them while they waited for their husbands, their sons, and their brothers to return after many years of fighting. It took a while. It didn't happen overnight. I mean, we read it quick, but it took years. They were over there fighting and laboring and fighting, and the families were there by themselves. They had to have faith. Are you with me? See, it was the unity of vision that kept them focused on the big picture. It took extreme faith for the families of our generals to overcome the lies and the attacks of the enemy. It took faith. Faith. It took faith, man, to to live in a home with your children. It took faith to do all these things, to believe God for great things, and, and knowing that your children don't have everything possibly they need, but you're willing to do it anyway. Because you believe that God has a plan, that God has a purpose, that God has a destiny for us in our ministry. Are you with me? Amen. And number five, the expansion of the promise. On that day, verse 14, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of Israel, and they feared him. And they feared Moses all the days of his life. Here we see how the Lord made good to Joshua the word, word that was given to him in Joshua 3.7. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. That they may know that I, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. See, we went from taking East LA for Jesus to taking the desolate cities of the world. Amen. The vision started small, but it began to expand and expand and expand to what it is today. It's not over yet, my friend. It's just beginning. It's just beginning. See, the accelerated move of our ministry in one generation is a sign of God's covenant with Victory Outreach. Are you with me? You need to understand there's a covering. There's a covenant over our ministry. And just being a part of it is awesome. Because there's an anointing here. We can go anywhere in the world and be successful. Mm -hmm. Obedience, God's word, will, miracle-working power. That's the covenant. Isaiah 54, two and three. And this is where we're living today. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your states for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nation and make the desolate cities inhabited. Amen. That's you guys. Tell your neighbor, that's me. Say it with conviction. That's me. In 1993, in the World Conference in Pomona, where they tied two tents together. I remember that. My first conference. That's where God spoke to me to go to the Philippines. But that's where United We Can kicked off. And since that day, we've expanded all over the world. Since that day. See, those are memorial stones. These are things we need to remember because that's our future. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. Are you with me? Amen. First Thessalonians 5.24. He who calls you is faithful. And he will do it. It is God who calls his ministers, not his ministers who choose their job. God called you. Does everybody here believe that? Oh, you give the Lord a shout. Yeah. Now give it a shout like you believe it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Perseverance is the nice next one. I'm almost done. Yeah, all right. <laughs> As my pastor, my other pastor would say, my first spiritual dad. I'm so blessed I got two spiritual dads. You me sound closer to him. What does that mean? You got it. Ah, then the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Command the priests who bear the ark of the testimony to come up from the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up from the Jordan. See, that, my friend, is obedience that produced patience. See, the priest did not take a step until they were divinely authorized. Are you with me? How, what do we learn from that? Don't take a step until God says. Sometimes God has you in a waiting room. We hate waiting rooms. You know, anybody been in the doctor lately? Besides me. <laughs> I said, I heard you it over there, so I figured something do. <laughs> When you go to the doctor, they say, you know, they'll be with you short. They're not with you. You sit there you wait, and you wait. 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 Until they put you in a little room. Then what do you do there? Wait. You wait more. That's what you do. You wait. We don't like waiting rooms. <coughs> We don't like when God puts us in a waiting room. But sometimes God says, you know what, I gotta put you in a room, because there's something I need to do in your heart. There's something I need to do to you as a man, because you gotta learn to man up right. Not man up the way you used to man up, because that's not manning up. You gotta man up the way God mans up. You gotta man up like Jesus man, the greatest man to walk the earth. Hello. He wasn't that little sissy fight Jesus you see in the movies. He couldn't have been. He was a tough dude. He had to. He was a carpenter, right? He didn't have no power tools. Yeah. I was in senior camp. I chopped down some trees with axes. That ain't easy. Yeah. Hello. Then he had to split the wood, do everything by hand. Everything by hand. When he went to that cross that he carried, he was already beat half to death, and he still carried it. The Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. You look at the Hebrew singular, by his stripe. In other words, they ripped all the skin off his back. He was a man. He was a man. That's how we have to be. Tough as nails, gentle as dust. Are you with me? Amen. These guys, they stood hour after hour, over 10 hours. They stayed steady as the multitude passed by, as they reached safety. When every muscle in their body must have ached, it must have hurt, and the wall of water behind them was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Are you with me? And they're watching the people cross in front of them. The ark was getting heavier and heavier and heavier every single second. They didn't act on their own impulse, but they waited on God's timing. See, you and I have to wait on God's timing. His timing is always the best. It's always right on time. Pastor Sonny always waited for us to catch up. He was a world-class leader from day one, probably. But he always waited for everybody to catch up to. Why? Because he wanted us to be able to receive part of this vision. He wanted us to be able to to transmit that vision to us and to see us have that opportunity to fulfill the purpose that God has for our lives. And one thing I can say about VO for sure, the sky's the limit. It doesn't matter how you come in. It matters how you go out. Nothing's impossible for us. If God puts it in your heart, you're able to do it in this ministry. They don't care. Hey, man, you a drink so well. (laughs) You did this so well. You know, we're like the Apostle Paul. To the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Gentile, I became a Gentile. To the homosexual, I pray for you. (laughs) You'll get that on the way home, man. And it came to pass <laughs> Verse 18. Closer, closer It came to pass when the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord had come from the midst of the Jordan, and the souls of the priests he touched the dry land, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed its banks as before. No sooner did the priests with the ark step on the shore. And everything came back the way it was. That's our legacy. That's our legacy. Verse 19. Now the people came out from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. And these stones shall be a memorial our legacy to the children of Israel forever. See these stones pointed to legacy. We have a rich legacy in Vienna since 1967. And it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. It's been building and building. As AJ comes, it's been building. But now we have the war of stones all over the world. <coughs> and we're still adding more. But we need men that are going to say, you know what, I'm not afraid to pick up the stone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not afraid to do some hard work. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to follow my destiny. I'm not afraid to forget the things of the world and move forward for God. Yeah. And then he gives them a reminder keep moving forward. Verse 21. Then he spoke to the children of Israel saying when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know saying Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had all crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us till we crossed See, our reminder here tonight is to keep this legacy, this vision, moving forward. That's why we're here. That's what book is all about. Moving forward. Because you are the vision. You're the vision that God has to pass your son in. Way back in 1967, you are that patient. And the vision needs you. If this generation doesn't catch you. If this generation doesn't catch you, you could die. You could die. But I don't believe that's gonna happen. I don't believe that's gonna happen. So I believe some of you here tonight are gonna make a choice. Say, no, I'm gonna follow. I'm going to get behind this thing. I'm going to get behind God. You know the greatest tragedy of all? I'm going to say something you might not like. You know what it is? For men to have heart and no spine. Stop. Not people have heart and people have spines. It tastes fine. A backbone to answer the call, to do the God's things. Our founders had heart and spine. Jesus had heart and spine. He stood up against a whole religious system. Heart, spine. Pastor Steve, heart, spine. Pastor Stephen, heart, spine. I can look at many men out here, I see heart and spine. Because I know them. But see, for you and I, everybody here, we need to catch the heart and spine of our fathers. We really need that. We really do. I want everybody to answer I think I said enough. And I want to challenge you, really. Men of Victory Outreach. We're not some kumbaya ministry where it's okay just to ah, ah, ah. No. We're a ministry where you got to have heart and spine. You got to have a heart for God. You got to have a heart for people. But you got to have enough spine, enough guts, enough stones to go out there and do something about it. I'm talking to men here in Victory Outreach. We're not sissies. We never have been. Where's your spine for God? God wants to raise up men that are going to shape the city, shape their city, shape cities around the world. But it's going to take a spine. It's going to take a spine. If that's you, I want to see you slip up your hands Every eye is Every eye is cool. Many spines going on. Many spines. Anybody else? Almost every spine in you. I'm gonna ask you to stand up and take a step of faith. It's time for you to cross over right now. This is your Jordan River. This is where you're going to get your spine, your vision on. This is where God's gonna speak into your life. We're gonna to learn to remember our history, walk in obedience, trust our leadership, keep unity of vision, expand the promise. And yeah, you're gonna to learn to persevere through tough times. This is where you're going to learn to build your legacy. It's at the altar. It's at the altar. This is where you learn to move forward. It's at the altar. This is the place where God's going to get a hold of your life. This is the place of change right here. Let's see that.